Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. A reading from Let's Stop Comparing Ourselves, Six Ways Jealousy is Stealing Your Self-Love and How to Stop It by Abigail Francis Fabula. Comparison is corrosive. It eats away at my ability to be content and confident. It is a poison that kills the love I have for myself. Comparison is a thief of joy and jealousy is often its partner in crime. Whether I'm comparing my body, abilities, or bank account to someone else's, I do harm to myself if I allow that comparison to rob me of my self-satisfaction and engender envy. It's a bad habit I'm still learning to break, but certain truths have helped me to compare and envy less and to thereby do a better job of loving myself. Comparison is a thief of joy because it fosters competition more than community. Comparison is a thief of joy because jealousy is often its accomplice. Jealousy steals your joy by imposing unrealistic expectations. Jealousy steals my joy when it makes me feel powerless. Jealousy steals my joy by undermining friendships. Jealousy steals my joy by convincing me to give less emotionally, financially, and relationally. Thus ends the reading. Okay, we don't have time for all that comparing. It is a poison. It is stealing my joy. And it ain't helpful to anybody. It's not helping anybody move forward. Okay, all right. I hear you, Sister Favula. And I raise you my own petty self, which is uh, comparison, comparison, comparison. But I hear you. I hear you, sis. Thank you for that reflection, Portia. So I guess it is my turn to do an adventure for this episode. And my adventure will, of course, be about comparison, since, of course, that's what we are talking about on this episode. And so some of you might have heard that I am engaged. And um, so I'm not really seriously in the process of wedding planning yet, but I kind of look around um, on Instagram just for inspiration to see what other people are doing. The upside of that is that I get to kind of see, you know, what the modern styles are, what people are into, you know, like cute little hacks to make things a little bit less expensive, ways just to be kind of resourceful and smart while planning the big event. What is not helpful about that is exactly what came up in Portia's reflection just now. Comparing ourselves. Comparing myself to all of these other heterosexual couples who have absolutely nothing to do with anything that I am doing. But I'm modeling myself after what I like and being, um, you know, comparing myself to stuff that, like I said, has nothing to do with me. Um, you know, comparing um, prices and comparing this and comparing that when really, you know, what a wedding is all about is about two families coming together and expressing their commitment to moving forward together and to whichever two people are getting married, um, preparing themselves for life together and making a public commitment in front of their friends and their family and in our case, God that we will be committed to each other. It is not about what other bride somewhere in Alabama, because I can see her now because she's on Instagram, 
what she did for her wedding is absolutely, completely, and totally irrelevant to me, except that I'm petty and I feel like it is completely relevant to me. I take it very seriously. And, you know, I think especially as a woman, and especially as a heterosexual femme woman, there are so many comparisons that we make between ourselves every single day. And like, honestly, society um, expects us to do that and like thrives on us doing that. Like that's what is driving capitalism that I'm trying to have whatever that girl over there had because she had it and it looked great. And obviously I can do that too. And it's absolutely irrelevant and it's stupid and it's a waste of money and it's a waste of my, even my brain capacity. And yet it is something that is so difficult to break away from doing. So y'all pray for me. Um, like I said, I'm not really seriously, seriously, seriously planning yet, but I will be obviously in due time and just pray for me that I don't allow myself to go too far down that rabbit hole because at some point I will reach the point of no return. And that, (laughs) like I said, it's a waste of my time. It's a waste of my energy. It's not useful, but you know, it is what it is. So that is my adventure that I would like to share with you all on today. Well, thanks for sharing that adventure, Jamie, because you know, the rabbit holes are real, right? And so, um, especially like when you were talking about like the Instagram rabbit holes, <laughs> um, and just uh, like you know, just almost like allowing um, or not allowing for yourself to kind of spiral out of what's really significant for you, right? And I think sometimes when we're um, looking in a lot of other places, we allow ourselves to kind of just go crazy. Um, and not like in the Prince way, like let's go crazy. That's a good, let's go crazy. Um, but it's so, so real just to kind of get caught up and, um, you know, bump all that. But I want to be the first to say on this podcast, because only only two of the voices on this show, I want to be the first to congratulate Jamie on her engagement since it's officially out in the public. And I am super excited. So congratulations, Jamie, on behalf of all the pearly pearls in the world. We are super, super excited. Um, and um, don't mind me. I know I'm pre-petty. But if you are hating on Jamie's engagement, then shame on you, boo-boo. Um, you know, that's your fault. Um, so we're going to congratulate congratulate, and celebrate our pearly, 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 pearly Jamie as she is on her way to the altar whenever she gets there, y'all. So don't be getting out here talking about, well, Jamie, when's, it, when's the wedding? Jamie, can I get invited? She don't know you. Um, so bye. But anyway, comparison. That is the conversation on the table today. Um, Jamie, did you know, fun fact, that the quote, comparison is the thief of joy, is actually attributed to our um, former and now very dead president, Teddy Roosevelt? Well, that is an interesting fun fact that I was completely clueless about. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I was like, wow, dead presidents really do have some quotes out here, I guess. Um, You know, the word president right now makes me cringe, um, not because of the encumbrant, but I also think about, you know, all of these folks who are getting in this race. And I think they are, of all people, um, are the biggest violators of this topic today, comparison. Um, we've got all these stinking candidates and I'm not even going to go through the role cause I'm just going to skip right past this. But you know, I noticed that in the political realm, 
um, specifically, you see a lot of games of comparison. You see a lot of candidates comparing each other one to another. We see on social media, us, the people, the public, um, or as they would say in scandal, the republic, (laughs) the democracy, um, we, the people, are always comparing candidates. And um, it's not necessarily healthy for them either. Um, So it's a very interesting um, time in the world. But comparison um, is the thief of joy, uh, which is a quote from dead president of the United States of America, Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt, which is how we get the teddy bear. Also fun fact. But um, yeah, Jamie, that's what we're talking about on today. Um, So I have a question. Have you ever had a personal experience or witnessed in the walk of another um, comparison in a good way. Um, so a lot of times we think about comparison, we think about it in a negative way. Um, Barbara Brown Taylor specifically in her book, Holy Envy, she talks about finding God in the faith of others. So have you ever seen, um, a positive example of how comparison, not necessarily, um, robbing joy, but comparison promoting or helping to foster joy? Yeah, you know, I'm obviously as Christians, we want to follow in that good Christian walk. And so any kind of role model who helps us to, sorry, my my voice is all crazy, y'all. It is um, allergy season. But any role model who helps us to, you know, walk in that good Christian walk following Jesus, you know, so I've seen this in terms of ministers who inspire me to be a better preacher or to be a better follower of Jesus, to be a better teacher, to explain the word of God differently in ways that it can really be compelling and transformative for people. I think that that is always a positive thing. But even, you know, women who encourage me um, just as a woman, because they are inspiring. And, you know, I think it's always really great. You know, people say this, but I think it's absolutely true. You want to surround yourself with people who are winning, not with people who are kind of in a downward spiral, right? And obviously all of us have our ups and downs in life, but the people who I surround myself with as my, you know, sister friends and brother friends, they are people who are finding ways to thrive despite all the things that go wrong in their lives, right? So Portia, you're one of those people. And I, I don't know why they are always doing work outside my house. I hope y'all can't hear that. You know, Portia is one of those people who, you know, we're the same age. We started our journey at Divinity School at the same time. But I don't think there's any comparison between the two of us, right? Like we've both gone down our own path. We both have such different personalities. We both have such different ways of existing and relating to the world. And so I don't see you as someone who I compare myself to. I see you as someone who is kind of like, we're sharpening each other. We're improving each other. We're enhancing each other's lives. We're teaching each other different ways of looking at the exact same situations or stories or narratives or um, career paths or vocational paths, right? And so I think that that's really important. You know, I think at the point at which you're comparing yourself to your friends, maybe you have a you have some things that you want to continue to work on. Um, but at the point at which you want to see your friends win because you know their wins are going to help you to be better as a person, 
I think that's when you've truly found the most beautiful balance in life. But what about you, Portia? What positive examples of comparison have you seen? So the positive comparisons have been, um, I look at young um, women or young men or um, just people who um, are older than me, but I look at um, just kind of like their journey. So not saying like, oh, um, I want to do such and such like such and such. No, because I understand that God has given me my own flavor, my own um, personality. But I do look at certain individuals as models. And so I think it's important to have models, especially people who are um, older and more experienced. So um, I know I always say that, you know, Oprah enthusiast, Oprah is like a huge model for me. Well, I mean, because in a lot of ways she is, right? Or, or Beyonce is a model. Now, I'm not saying I'm trying to be Oprah or Beyonce because I'm Portia, but I look at them or I even look at my sister, right? My own sister, who um, is a huge model for me. Um, I look at sometimes or reflect on where she was when she was 29. Um, and I think about where I am at 29. And I think about how her life can be a a teaching tool or a teaching model for maybe I should try it like this, or maybe I should try it like that. So I don't necessarily look at the comparison as a negative as much as it's about benchmarks. It's like, now granted, everyone doesn't always get it right and everyone's journey is their own, but I like to look at other people at where were they when they were my age as a way to like benchmark. Um, but I'm also understanding that people are in a different time. So I think it's a positive thing when you can, uh, measure your goals or someone who's in a similar, similar career path or who has a similar taste or desire, especially like, um, if you're trying to experiment with your fashion or if you're trying to experiment, um, with your hair, right? We go on sometimes like YouTube videos and we look at other influencers who are doing something similar to what we want to do. And sometimes we you look at their growth um, as benchmarks for where we're trying to be to kind of measure um, where should we be, where might we be in the journey. And so I think that's positive. It's a way of how do we look at it. So comparison really starts within the self. Um, and what is the intention and what is the motive? Um, and is it integritous, right? So if you're coming from a place of, you're um, thankful and you have gratitude with inside of yourself. It's not, there's nothing wrong with um, peeping into the journey of someone else as a way of benchmarking or as a way of um, guiding and modeling um, for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you don't want your own voice to get lost. Um, I had a time where uh, in college, I was like, wow, like girls are doing X, Y, Z. I'm not quite there. Um, I didn't have these experiences in school, especially like in my major. I didn't read a whole lot of African-American writers in, in high school. So I felt like I was behind the curveball. But I looked at, okay, well, what are you reading? It, I use that as opportunities to ask questions. Well, you're all at this level. I'm not quite there. Um, so what should I be doing? So I look at it also as an opportunity 
um, as I said, to ask questions. Benchmarking allows you to ask questions. It allows you to get clarity. Sometimes we just out here being willy-nilly comparing ourselves and we don't have no questions. We don't want to ask people about their journeys. We want to compare people's oils to other people's oils. It's like, no, go get your own. Um, And it's like, you've got to get to the place where you, um, or just even in my own life, I had to get to the place where I could say, this is what I'm good at. This is what I'm gifted at. This is the timeline that I'm projecting for myself. This is how so-and-so did it. Maybe I can look at that to be a model. And also knowing that my journey is going to be different because I'm a whole different person. But unless you have that self-assurance and that self-security, um, comparison is going to send you down a rabbit hole of just like detriment. I'm sorry to be so negative, but I mean, it's true. So um, it really just starts in that self-worth, that self-love, that self um, gratitude and just kind of starting in that place. And that's what I've kind of come to learn um, just in my own walk. Um, and Jamie, I've even had people just be so bold to say, girl, I'm so jealous of you or say, you know what? I envy you. And I didn't really know how to feel. Um, have you ever had someone just be so bold and just say that to you? Like, I envy you. Cause Jamie, I didn't know how to feel. Um, and I kind of was taken aback and I literally just kind of said to myself, like, Ooh, I don't know if that's friend for someone to just outright say, I'm jealous of you. Um, and what they were jealous of me about wasn't even all that in my mind. It wasn't even all that popping. Okay. <laughs> this is what God has done for me. Um, favor ain't fair. Um, I can't stand that cliche, but it was cute in that moment. Um, but yeah, it, it, that was just the situation. So have you ever had someone just be so bold to be like, girl, I'm so jealous of you. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe God is doing that for you in your life. Like, I wish that was me. Has anyone ever been bold enough to just say that to you? Either nobody feels that way about me or nobody is that bold. Cause no, uh, nah. <laughs> but I love it that you're just like, you know, this is what God has done for me. God is doing for you what God is doing for you. You know, do you boo? It's all good. Yeah. I felt some kind of way. I did. I'm not going to lie, Jamie. I was like, really? Like child of Zion. Uh, there are gifts that God has given you and you need to find that. But I'm sure that there is someone out there who probably has um, been jealous. They probably just don't tell you or compare themselves to. They just probably won't say it. And good for them, actually. Um, because, you know, for someone to just kind of say that, it just kind of just be like, er, that's from left field. Um, so, Yeah. So count yourself lucky, Jamie, that you haven't had to like deal with that. Because people, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm just like, you know, cute and adorable. People just feel like they can just say that or just say whatever they want. But I just be like, okay. Right. I hear you. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think there are definitely ways in which we can grow from seeing the journeys that, you know, some of our peers and that some of, you know, people who are a little bit older than we are some of the journeys that they've been on or people who maybe it's not a matter of age. Sometimes it's just a matter of when someone hopped on a career track that you're interested in, right? You know, some people are becoming grad students um, at a different stage in their careers. They might be learning for someone who's younger than them, or they are, you know, changing careers going to, you know, these days we go to second and third and fourth career sometimes, And so they are learning from someone who might be age-wise on a different scale from them, but um, who still has expertise in that area. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think in a positive sense, we compare ourselves to others and we 
seek them out as mentors. We don't see them as competition or people who we need to compare ourselves to or people who we are envious or jealous of, but we see them as people who can help us to grow. But I think there are also some super dangerous examples of comparison. And I think you were pointing toward that at the end of your comments there, Portia. So in your own life, have there ever been times when I can tell you weren't bold enough to go up and say to the person, but have there ever been times when you have compared yourself to others and maybe it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to, or just, um, you know, internally, it was just kind of eating at you to do that? Where I actually compared myself to someone else and it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. That's a really good question. Um, because I've, have I, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh God, no, I've never done that because that's probably a lie. Um, but I honestly can't recall a time where I have done that. And this is why, um, because I have been compared to someone else much of my life, um, be it my sister or a colleague who may look similarly to me or, um, people who are in the same field as me. I get that a lot. Um, and so subconsciously I've done the work to where I'm not really trying to compare myself to someone else, but what I have compared, who I, you know, who I've actually compared myself to Jamie, I've compared myself to myself. Um, and so self-comparison. So I've not necessarily can recall a time that I've compared myself to another human that didn't work out. I have compared myself to my own self and it didn't work out. Um, and so here's a, here's a story. So I have a true love and appreciation for the young woman that I was in college. I admire her so much, uh, so much fun, so much life, so much uh, just joy, just this fearlessness um, that I had. And then somewhere along the way in our Yale years, I just kind of decided to just be different, I guess, (laughs) or I just evolved in a different kind of a way. And then somewhere post-seminary, I felt very incomplete or I felt that not, or, and I felt that I left a girl behind that I loved so much. And so I went on this quest to kind of find her again. And it wasn't really until um, recently that I was able, by recent, I mean within like the last year, um, where I have been able to release the girl of who I used to be and embrace the woman that I am. Um, At 27 years old, I was chasing a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 21-year-old version of myself that um, was who I think is amazing. I, I mean, she's, she's my, my hero, right. Or my hero in my mind sometimes. Um, but I can no longer be that girl because I am now this woman. And so how does this woman continue to live into a boldness 
that um, that is important, that makes sense, that continues to call me into being every day. So I try to do things or say things or be an old version of myself. And that didn't always pan out too well. Um, I found myself kind of dumbing down. I found myself dimming my own light. I found myself um, as a result of trying to compare myself to my own accomplishments, um, just being unhappy, um, looking around and not feeling satisfied. And so um, for me, that was my biggest thing was uh, comparing myself to myself because um, I really find myself to be amazing. Um, some people may say that's a little conceited. Some may say that's a little um, cocky or arrogant, you know, call it what you may. But I have found so much inspiration in who Portia is and who Portia was that who Portia will continue to be. Um, I'm always looking forward to it. And so now at 29, I'm just kind of living in this sense of you don't necessarily have to live in a Sankofa moment every day. You don't have to go back and get a self that's already inside of you who's living um, and who is depending on you to be better than what you were. Um, So yeah, so I that is kind of my comparison horror story is me comparing myself to me. So unfortunately, me comparing myself to someone else and not working out, um, I don't really have one of those stories. Um, There might be. um, I just can't think of one Um, because in my own mind, I am the greatest person to uh, walk the earth in my own mind. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I love that. You know, I think that's so interesting. And it is interesting because now we are in. Oh, gosh. We're in our late 20s now. (laughs) When we met, we were in our early 20s. It is very strange how time just keeps on progressing. Um, But I have been talking to some of my friends who are also late 20s like we are. And it's really interesting, you know, to remember, like, in my college years were definitely not the best years of my life. I'll put that out there. The best years of my life are still on the way. But I'm just in terms of like at the time, I knew they weren't the best, you know, like some people really are enjoying their college self. I did not like her. But what I can say is like, I think even about what my body had the capacity to do then versus what my body has the capacity to do now. And now it's like I, I do so much to have the same body as that girl. And she really was like doing nothing for that. She'd be like, I'm going to go eat a pizza now. And so I've been talking to, you know, especially one of my friends here in grad school, because one of the challenges of grad school is that, you know, you're often stressed out. A lot of us are not earning a lot or if we are earning a lot. It's definitely not from being students here that we're earning a lot. And so the diet can sometimes not be the best because of stress. Not everyone is necessarily working out the best they can, you know, all of that jazz. And, you know, so she's talking about, you know, different stages at her life when she was skinnier. And I was like, and you were also 23 and like you didn't have to work as hard for that. Like our bodies change. And like, I think personally, I think that's a gift that our bodies change as we age and that our bodies do different things. I think like personally, I know that this is a societal disagreement, but personally, I think it's beautiful to see how women change and age both in our minds and our bodies, you know, in all sorts of ways that we change, that we grow up, right? Like Portia was saying, I'm 
don't chase the girl you were then be the woman that you are now and the woman that you will continue to be. Right. Um, but I think that's something that a lot of us get caught up in, you know, as we are either 30 or on the cusp of 30, you know, looking back at our twenties and looking at, you know, well, I used to do this and I had these results and now I'm doing this and I'm having different results. And it's like, you know what, give yourself some grace. You absolutely are not that same person. And that is a good thing, right? And I'm, you know, lean into the person who you are now. Sorry to use that term lean in. I don't mean it in the Cheryl Sanders way. I mean it in like really a way like we have to embrace the fullness of who we are right now because this is the person we've grown into. And that's a good thing. I will say that um, unlike Portia, I definitely am one who does the comparison game. And I found myself running into this recently um, because um, I'm taking a class that is all about research design. And so everyone is working on, you know, professional development as academics and, um, you know, on our own academic projects. And I feel pretty confident in my project. Like I'm not one of these people who needs to be like, you know, and I see this with some of my colleagues and I find it to be annoying and I tell them so. Like, don't talk down your own work. Like, you have to be confident in what you're doing. It's what got you here. And even if it changes along the way, say it with some confidence. You're fine. Um, I think that, you know, as academics, as preachers, you know, whatever your job is, um, people brought you there because of your mind, your intellect, your hardworking attitude, you know, whatever it is, the skills and gifts that got you into the room. Like, never talk that stuff down. I think that is the worst thing that you can ever do. That said, um, you know, I'm not saying don't be humble, but I'm saying, like, don't be like, oh, my stuff is about to be really bad. Like, it's not about to be really bad. Like, just say what you have to say. Um, But one area where I do have issues is that, obviously, being an academic is really competitive, right? So it's not necessarily about having a great project. It's about also having a strong CV and having recommenders who are like ready to vouch for you at any turn. And so one of the things that we did in the class is that we um, submitted our CVs, which are like resumes, y'all. And we were able to, you know, see each other's CVs. And the professor wasn't thinking of it as like a way of getting us to compare ourselves, just as a way like that we could literally just give each other reviews on our CVs and that she could give us reviews on our CVs. But, you know, for me, as soon as I saw other people's CVs who have been working in different things or who already have X number of publications or X number of presentations or who have won the following awards, I was like, oh my gosh, right? And I was like in full comparison mode. Like it ruined my weekend after I started seeing other people's stuff come in. And um, because I was like, I am not there, right? And I think that it was not healthy for me, but I know that this is something that I have the potential to do because like I said, I am confident that my work is good, but I also want to have confirmation where it's showing up, um, you know, on my record that so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so have also said this. And that's because they published me in this place. And like, I didn't go through and like look at each of their publications and see like, Oh, is this a, was this a great publication? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't look at all of that. I just looked at like, oh, it's on their CV and it's not on mine. So therefore, I must be doing something wrong. And it's something that can be um, debilitating, for lack of a better word, because instead of spending my time 
working on my own projects and moving forward on my own work and doing my own research and letting other people live their lives, however that looks to them, instead of doing that, I was spending my time, wasting my time, going other other people's CVs and saying like, oh, I'm not as good as them. So like, maybe I need to consider doing X, Y, and Z other thing. Oh, well, I can't do X, Y, and Z other thing because I stepped away from that. And so now my resume isn't going to reflect that I can do those things because I haven't been doing them right. And it's like, you know, there are 10,000 other productive things that I could have been doing, including like sleeping and drinking some water and exercising. (laughs) And instead... I was comparing myself to other people. And so I completely, you know, I want to just hearken back to, you know, the reflection that Portia shared with us at the beginning of the episode. It's just a poison and it prevents you from being able to progress and move forward in your own life because you are taking too much time paying attention to what other folks are doing. You know, keep your eyes in your own lane, right? And I think that, Yeah, I think it can be really difficult, you know, when someone else seems to be winning, doing the exact same thing that you believe yourself to be doing. And when you believe, oh, I thought we were all in the same place, but this person is light years ahead of me, it seems from what they submitted, it seems like they're light years ahead of me. Um, It can be like shocking, but it's like, but why does this matter so much to me? And this is something that like I need to work on, right? Like this isn't um, anything that anyone else can do for me. It's not about someone else showing up and being like, oh, Jamie, you're so great at, you know, like, that's not what it's about. It's like about like literally, you know, I, I have to move on and get past it and all of that. So I would encourage um, any of our listeners who are stuck in the comparison game, whether it's comparing yourself to the quote unquote old you or whether it's comparing yourself to someone who you believe is on the same path as you, but is at a different place in that path, it's not productive. And try to fill your life with things that are productive and that will bring you joy and that will help you to move forward in your life, not backwards. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's all I have to share on this topic, Portia. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share about nope, comparison? I, I have said... What I have needed to say, that comparison by dead President uh, Teddy Roosevelt is a thief of joy. So, Jamie, I think the petty pearl belongs to you today. So, y'all, let me tell you what is petty. We only have one life to live. And over the course of this life, we will meet other people who are at various stages of their own journeys. And what I would like to tell you is petty today is to do anything to discourage other people on their journey. And what that looks like is saying shady stuff to them. What that looks like is being less than supportive, being less than kind. And I don't mean that you can't tell people the truth. Of course you can tell people the truth. But tell them the truth in such a way that you uplift them and that you turn them in a direction that will be positive and productive for them, not in a way that diminishes them, harms them, discourages them, or prevents them from moving forward on the path that is for them. And so as we are nearing the end of this springtime and headed into the summer, the best thing for you to do to have the summer body and the summer 
mind and the summer imagination and the summer glow of your dreams is to help other people, to not be petty by trying to turn them around or sidestep or cut them down to size, but by building people up by smiling at people, by encouraging people, by supporting people. That is something that you can do to have your best summer glow. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just Two Pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just2pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.